God bless you guys. All right, God bless the middle. Along with it, God bless you guys. All right. How's everyone feeling this morning? Blessed by the best? All right, all right. Amen. Well, first of all, I want to thank the Lord for my salvation. Amen. Amen. And for all that he is doing in my life, not only in my life, in my marriage. My wife is right here in the front row, Elizabeth Rodriguez. Uh, This year, we're going on 23 years of marriage. I'm surprised I made it that far. Amen. But God is good. Amen. Because that's just a testament that God can mend. Our pastor pastor this morning was saying it, right? God can mend. God can restore. God can rebuild. God can renew. God can rebirth. I don't know. Right? God's a miracle working God. Amen. There is no impossibility for the Lord. No impossibility. Possibilities with us, impossibilities with God. He is unlimited. Amen. And I thank God, amen, for all that he's doing and all the work that he's doing. I thank the congregation, the pastors here, Camille, amen, and the family here for always inviting me. I always feel welcomed here. Amen. And it's always a privilege and uh, an opportunity, a privilege to be able to bring the word of God to you guys. Amen? Amen. I'm not, I'm not a long-winded preacher. Amen. So don't be afraid. I, I, don't, I don't really speak long. Amen. And uh, man, the fast is coming. Woo! Eat all the cheesesteaks and hamburgers and, and, and steaks. Eat all the you know, wing ding platters. Chicken wing platters, chicken lao mains. Eat everything that you can eat now. Today. Come tomorrow, beyond vegetables, fruits, you know, brown rice. Amen. Forgive me if a little Spanish comes out. I'm, I'm, I'm used to a Spanish church. Amen. So every now and then I speak Spanglish. Amen. Amen. God is good. This morning, I believe that God has put in my heart... Uh, a message for you guys. Amen. And um, I'm going to be reading out of the book of John, chapter 12. And I'm going to read from verse 20 to, uh, what is this? 26. So John chapter 12 from verse 20 to 26. And then we'll jump to another scripture that's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 36. But right now, this word of God is read in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. It says this. Now there were certain Greeks among those who came up to worship at the feast. Then they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and asked him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew, and it turned to Andrew told Philip, And Philip told Jesus, but Jesus answered them saying, the hour has come that the son of man shall be glorified. Emphasis on verse 24. Most assuredly, I say to you, 
unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Amen. 1 Corinthians 15, 36 says this. Foolish one, what you sow is not made alive unless it dies. I'm going to say that one again. Foolish one, what you sow, what you and I sow, does is not made alive unless it dies first. And then verse 24 from John says what? Most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, you a grain of seed. You a seed. You got to die. Come on, come on, come on. Don't be afraid. Look at your neighbor and say, you a seed. You got to die. <laughs> Amen? So the, the title of my message this morning is The Seed That Must Die. Or The Seed That Has to Die. Amen? Father, in the name of Jesus, I give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory. I pray that you would move in a special way. You already have been moving. Lord, and I pray that you will speak to those that need a word. I pray that you will give a breakthrough, a breakthrough to those that need a breakthrough. Those that need the gift of salvation, Lord, that salvation will come to them before they leave this building. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God, have your way. Use me as your mouthpiece, as your instrument. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The seed that has to die. Amen. The seed that has to die. Real quickly, the theology of the book of John, right, that we're reading from this morning. John gives a, a, an argument, a persuasive argument about the deity of Jesus, right? He gives an argument about the G, uh, deity of Jesus, right? Presenting Jesus as what? The word of God in chapter 1, verse 1, right? Right? That word became man, verse 14. Then John records and describes the miracles of Jesus that can only be attributed to God himself. Right? Then goes on, John goes on to focus on the, on the claims that Jesus, that he was the son of God by including the seven I am's. My sister said I am this morning. I was like, I wonder if she looked at my iPad when I went to the bathroom. <laughs> right? But in John, he includes the seven I am's. Why? Because Jesus is making a claim that he is the son of God. Amen? In those seven claims, you have, I am the bread of life. Right? I am the bread of life. I like that one because way in the Old Testament, 
there's a, there's a story about when they were walking in the wilderness and they were hungry. You're going to be hungry on Monday. Right? And in the midst of this wilderness, all of a sudden something came down from heaven. And it was called what? Mana. Mana. Right? The literal translation of the word mana is what is it? What is it? But the bread that came down from heaven gave them what? Life. So it's a portrait of Jesus coming down to earth for us to give us life. The bread of heaven. But they missed it because when Jesus came down as the bread of life, they said, what is this? They didn't understand who the son of man was. Mm. Just like when Jesus comes to you and I in our lives before we came to Christ, right? There's many of us here that before we came to Christ, there's little, little old ladies that came up to us. Hey, Jesus love you. What is that? We didn't understand who the Son of Man was. But when we got to know who the Son of Man was, we understood that he gave life and he gave it abundantly to us. Amen? I am the bread of life. I am the light of this world. I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the truth and the life. I am the true vine. So John is articulating in his gospel that Jesus is the son of God. So let's get that straight. Let, Jesus is the son of God. But then later on we go to this chapter of chapter 12 and it brings me to the message that I'm preaching today. Because in this message in chapter 12 verses 24 right there that we read, we, we see that it's after the triumphal entry of Jesus. Right? Then all of a sudden he says, they're asking for him, and he says these words. Most assuredly I say to you, that unless a kernel of wheat or a grain of sand or a seed falls into the ground, it abides alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Jesus was hinting to his death and resurrection. Y'all going to get this in a little bit. The seed that has to die. Jesus is the seed in this picture. But he's articulating to them and giving them a picture that, hey, I must die so that you can live. Amen? You still with me? How many remember? Man, I'm probably, I don't know if they still do it today with the children. But how many remember when, when you were in elementary school, they would give you this cup. This white cup with dirt, and they told you to put a seed in it, take it home, put it in the window so it can get light, and then every now and then water it. How many of you remember doing that? Right? We some old folks in here, right? right? We remember doing that. And as a child, every now and then, you, would, you put it in the window, right? And then as a, as a kid, every now and then, you ran when you got home from school. It still didn't grow. It still didn't grow. Right? Go to school. You came back. I don't see nothing happening. Mommy, this don't work. 
sit there waiting to see, waiting for something to happen with the seed that we planted. Listen to this quote. All buried seeds crack open in the dark the instant they surrender to a process they can't see. Look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor and say, ooh. Listen, every buried seed, every buried seed cracks open in the dark. The instant they, can, they, they surrender to the process they cannot see. Every time as a child we went, I don't see nothing. It's because in the, in the darkness, in the place that you can't see, in the place that you can't control, there's something happening. There's a cracking going on. There's a breaking going on. Maybe there's a few here that you don't understand the breaking, the cracking in your life. But it's in that that you don't understand that something's happening. Listen to this quote. The seeds cannot sprout upwards without simultaneously sending roots into the ground. In other words, the seed is cracking in a place where you cannot see. But what you don't see that as it's cracking, it's establishing itself. What What you don't see is that it's establishing itself. Mm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Amen? Do you, are you following me this morning? Are you following me this morning? Amen? There's people here. You're a seed in darkness that's being cracked. And you don't understand the cracking. You don't understand the breaking. You don't understand those things. But in what you can't see, God is rooting you. God is establishing you, and you won't see it. You won't see it yet. And I'm going to explain why you won't see it yet, because there's another process. Three things, right? Because in the scripture, it says that unless the kernel of wheat dies, it abides alone. Right. Some people argue that scripture that it's out. Um, the Bible is wrong. There's error in the Bible. Ask me. Ask me why. I'm glad you asked. Listen, this is why. Listen, I've been doing tree work for over 20 something years. Right. Over 20 something years. I'm a certified arborist. So I understand soils, insects, trees, leaves, branches. Amen? And it's a bad habit because everywhere I travel, oh, look at that. Such and such. And, you know, you know, some, some of you who are painters, y'all walk in the building, man, they cut that wrong. <laughs> some of you who are constructions, oh, no, that, you know, they should have put the nail on an angle, but they put it straight, it's going to come out. So we understand, right? They argue that the Bible's wrong because it said that unless, Jesus is saying unless the kernel of wheat dies, that it's, it abides alone. Scientifically, it's proven that a seed does not die. But they misunderstand what Jesus is saying. 
Three things. Nothing dead needs food. Some of you thought you were dead. Mm. Nothing dead needs food. Nothing dead is affected by lack of nutrition. Nothing that grows is dead or non-living. And number three, nothing that reproduces is dead. So unless a kernel of wheat dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it reproduces itself, right? So nothing that reproduces itself is dead. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1 says this, therefore, let us not, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to what? Maturity. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God. What is he saying? What am I trying to tell you this morning? I'm telling you this this morning, that there's a lot of seeds this morning that want to stay immature. There's a lot of seeds that want to stay immature. There's a lot of seeds that they got hurt behind the cracking. So now they don't, they, 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 they're, they're stagnant. They don't want to move. They're stuck in woe is me. They're stuck in they hurt me and I can't get behind this. When in the world you were hurt beyond. And you kept moving forward. What's he saying? Nothing that reproduces is dead. Let us move past the elementary teachings of Christ. Amen. There's other seeds here that you've been hidden for a while because it has not been your time yet. There's seeds that have been cracked but want to stay in immaturity. Then there's seeds that you haven't been cracked yet because it's not your time. Hmm. So what is needed to see this seed reproduce? What's needed? And in verse 24, it says what? Unless the kernel of wheat dies, right? So what does that mean? It means a surrendering of our will over to his. A surrendering of our will over to his. Let me read you something. Because everybody here is a seed, right? I'm a seed, you're a seed. Everybody here is a seed, right? Listen to this. Seeds are designed to help protect the plant embryo while the embryo is developing. To do this, they have a seed coat. So the seed is designed to protect the embryo. I, don't, I think that flew over and I didn't get that. The seed is designed to protect the embryo. Let me say it again. The seed is designed to protect the embryo. Women here know what the embryo is. What is the embryo? Somebody shout it out. It's what? The fetus. It's, it, it, what is it? It's what? It's an unborn or unattached offspring in the process of what? Development. 
The seed is designed to protect the embryo. The embryo is an unborn, unattached offspring in the process of developing. So is it safe to say that there's an offspring, an undeveloped attachment in the inside of us? That's developing that hasn't been hatched yet. And you as the seed are designed to protect that, what God has impregnated you with. Oh, man. That scared me. You're designed to... How many are impregnated this morning? Listen. Listen, all the women went, woo! None of the men said, I don't know. I don't know about that. Listen, I'm talking about spiritually speaking. How many are impregnated? There's some of you impregnated that don't even know you're impregnated. Because there's a potential. There's something inside of you that God has designed for you to be. That God has designed for you to walk into. That God has designed for you to fulfill. And as the seed, you have to protect that what God has placed in you. That what is undeveloped, but is in the process of being developed, right? So that seed has a coat, a protective layer, right? A tissue that surrounds and covers it, right? It surrounds and covers the embryo from dying while waiting Germination. So the seed has a coat that protects the embryo, that what is developing, from dying while it's germinating. You, do you, know, you, you want to know what germinate means? <laughs> Thank you for asking. Listen what it means. It means to begin to grow or develop. To put forth shoots to produce. Hmm. To produce, to put forth shoots to grow, to develop. So, what am I saying this morning behind the seed, a seed that must die? What I'm saying is that there's a calling. There's a calling in each and every one of us this morning. There's a purpose in each and every one of us this morning. There's a seed that God has placed in each and every one of us this morning. And we have to protect that seed. We have to protect that what is undeveloped, right, so that it doesn't die. If we don't protect it, what kills it if we're not protecting it? Lack of prayer kills it. Not fasting kills it, right? Not surrendering kills it. Hmm. Adding stuff to it that shouldn't be added kills it. How many ever tried to go to Home Depot and get some like fertilizers and stuff like that and try to throw it in your garden or in the bushes and everything else and then a couple weeks later you find your bushes are all burnt up. They're dried out, they're dead and you're like, what happened? Because you went on YouTube and looked at somebody do it, so you decided to do it. Right? How many have ever done that? Or, try, or tried to plant something and, it, and you planted it and it died right away. Right? You know why? Because you ha- it happens because 
The soil already has its own nutrients. The soil already has what it needs for whatever it is planted in to grow. You don't need to add anything. You don't need, unless the soil is malnourished. Then you need to add something to help it. But you got to be careful because if the pH levels are too high, then you could kill it. If it's too low, then you kill it. So being unequally yoked. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to skip over that one. I'm going to. I thought I had to duck just now. Being unequally yoked. Being unequally yoked causes an unbalance. Mm. Oh, Lord, have mercy, man. You have to protect what God has placed in you. Amen. It's time to step out of immaturity with the milk of Christ and start eating in the meat. That's what he's saying in Hebrews. Enough with repenting all the time. Same thing, right? Over and over. Enough with that. I can say that because I've done it. Every week. Lord, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> then Monday, I do the same thing again. <laughs> Wait till Sunday. Lord, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> then Monday, do the same thing. Enough with the immaturity. And now let's take it forward in maturity. In maturity. Amen. This is what he's saying here. You all have a seed. It's time to let the seed germinate. It start to start pushing forth shoots. It start to start. It's time to start developing. It's time to start producing. First hmm. Corinthians chapter fifteen, verse thirty-four says this: "What you sow is not made alive unless it dies." Right. So the first one was a surrendering of our will over to his. Right? Amen? The second one is what? Surrendering our will means dying to us. Surrendering your will means dying to us, to yourself. Dying to yourself. That's hard, ain't it? Especially, yeah, this, that's hard. Huh? Unless, if you're like me, you don't like to be wrong. That's, that's hard. Amen? That's very hard. But it means dying to yourself. Let me explain something. We talked about the cracking of a seed in darkness. It's a process you can't see. Right? You've seen the news over there, like in the places like the Midwest and stuff like that. Like Denver's mid Denver, like Midwest, or that's West? Right? You know where the forest fires, all that stuff be at. Right? Over there in the West? You've seen on the news all those, wow, look at all that. 
big old forest fires, right? And you, and, and you think, that ain't never going to grow again. That ain't never going to be the same again. Everything was destroyed in the fire. How many ever felt like you've been destroyed in whatever it is that you was going through? And you feel like you, it ain't going to never be the same again. Right? Guess, guess, I got news for you. It ain't going to never be the same. That's the point, Camille, right? It ain't never going to be the same again. And let me explain why. In the aftermath of a fire, a wildfire, like a forest fire, right? It's difficult, right, to appreciate how it restores, the power of restoring itself from a fire. Especially like, like after the remains, right? So if you ever notice on hills, they never remove the stump off of a hill. They can take the trees down, but they will never remove the stump. Why? Because the stump, it's what's holding the soil together. Just in case of flash floods, right? That way it doesn't create a mudslide. That's why they leave the stumps on hills and stuff like that. That's what you, that's what you see. Like, why, you know, it make no sense. They look ugly. No, it's holding it from having a mudslide come down into the, to the highway, right? But what happens, so what happens after you're going to bend through the fire? And you think it's over and all of a sudden now the floods come. Right? Mary Mary had it right. Been through the fire and the rain. <laughs> Burned in every kind of way. How many feel, how many ever felt like that? Come on, be honest. You're in church. Don't be lying. I'll be the first one. Yo, that me. How many feel like that right now? How many felt like that this past Christmas, this past New Year's, this past Thanksgiving? Last week, yesterday, <laughs> right? And so the rains come, and now you, it causes a flash flood, and everything is gone. But what you don't know is that that rain, after the fire, brings life back into the landscape. How? How? Tell me how. Ask me how. How? Because in the fire and in the rain, right, what you didn't see was seeds planted under the... This is the beauty of the forest, that under the soil in a forest, there are seeds that are planted, waiting to give birth to. There's seeds there. Even though the fire ran through the forest and burnt everything, the seed is still there. Even though the floods came and washed everything away, the seed is still there. Do you get what I'm saying? You may have been through the fire. You may have been through the rain. You may have been on the mountaintop and then fallen. You may have been left alone. You may have been abandoned. You may be struggling. You may have issues. But guess what? The seed is still there. The seed is still there. Hmm. Guess what happens? Woo! I'm preaching to myself. 
right? The water allows the floor to begin to germinate. After the, after the fire came the flood. The water comes and helps the seed reestablish itself. The water came to help the seed reestablish itself. Oh, the water came to establish. The water came. Jesus says what? I am the living water. And he who drinks from me will never thirst again. It gives life to that seed that's hidden. And the seed begins to germinate. Hmm. Now, there's some seeds that have to rely on the fire. There's some seeds that have to rely on the fire. Why? Because the fire helps propagation in the seed. What is propagation? Propagation is the multiplication by natural reproduction. Some seeds, like jack pines or lodge pole pines, right, are sealed. They're sealed by this resilience bond, right? So in other words, you ever seen the pine cones? Those white pines, you've got these big old cones like this, and then some of them are smaller. These certain pines, those pines, the white pines that we have around here, they can crack open easily and establish itself. But there's some that are so hard. There's some that are so hard, so stubborn, so resilient, that it needs fire. It says this, it says this, those cones can only be cracked open by fire. They need the hot temperature in order for it to be cracked open. Wow. I don't know, I don't see, I don't know, I don't know if there's some pine cones here or large pine cones here. That, 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 that God's been dealing with you for years and you're so stubborn and so hard and so resilient and you, you don't want to surrender, you, you don't want to give in, you don't want to flow with things, you, 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 don't, you just don't want to surrender and God's saying, well, you're going to crack one way or another. You're going to crack what? Don't be like me. Don't be like me. Don't be like me. God was calling me for a long time. For a long time. And I, desi I, I desired to stay in the streets instead of coming to God. And God said, you're going to crack one way or another. You need the fire to crack you. You need some pressure to crack you. Because there's greatness inside of you. And it's wasting out there. Listen. Listen. So what, God had, what did God have to do? God had to use an incident to get my attention. An incident that almost costed me my life. That ain't no joke. To crawl out of a park on your hands and knees full of blood 
And the only thing that you can remember in your mind is the words of your grandmother. Call on the name of Jesus, mijo. If you ever find yourself in trouble, call on the name of Jesus. And that's all I can do. Crawling out the park right there on 4th and Lehigh. Crawling out the park. Just remembering the words of my grandmother. And I will call on the name of your God if you real like my, 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 my abuelita says. Then listen, I don't want to end up in this park dead. And God answered me. And there's many of you here that God has been dealing with you for a long time. God has been calling you for a long time. Your mother going to raise you in church. Your grandmother going to raise you in church. God sends little, little old ladies to tell you about church. God makes a way to get the gospel to you. And you continue to reject it. It's okay to come as you are. It's okay. Come with the tattoos. And I wish I could take my shirt off so you can see. I'm covered in tattoos. And some people will look at that and say, you ain't, you ain't no good. No, 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 no. It's the foolish things. Of, it's the foolish things of the world that confound the... It is the foolish things of this world that confound the wise. How about them apples? <laughs> Amen? Amen? But the seed that must die. Let me hurry up. John chapter 12, verse 25 says this. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. What does that mean? It's, it's not saying that you got to give up everything. It's just saying don't live like the world lives. Why, why, why did Jesus have to tell them, listen, take my yoke. Take my yoke. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Why did Jesus have to tell them that? Because the, everybody, the people were living under this religious pressure. They were living under this religious pressure. They were living under this dogma. They were living under this, this, this illusion that you had to be a certain way. Hello, somebody. And Jesus was like, no, 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 no. Listen, I came, I fulfilled, I came to fulfill that. Don't worry about that. I got that. Just take my yoke. Live the way I'm asking you to live. Do what I'm telling you to do, and you will have life abundantly. Don't worry. I don't know why I'm on this, but don't worry about earrings. Don't worry about lipstick. Don't worry about painting your hair. Don't worry about jeans and ripped jeans. Don't worry about chains and all that ring. Don't worry about it. Because when we go to heaven, you ain't going to have it. We're going to be spirit up there. We ain't going to have none of that. We ain't going to have the Gucci clothes that we have on. We ain't going to have the polo with the Tims. Hello, somebody. We ain't going to have the gators on. Listen, we're going to be clothed in glory. I don't know about you, but I want to be clothed in glory. Hello, somebody. Listen to what happens in the stage of germination. The, in the stage of germination, the seed does not become its old self. So if you come to Christ, you cannot remain your old self. 
You cannot remain your old self. Because in the stage of germination, it, the seed does not become its old self. But it becomes something totally different. Something totally different. The seed can never return to its former seed state after coming alive. Wow. Woo! I, I, get, I get excited for myself. <laughs> Bible says encourage yourself in the Lord. Sometimes you ain't going to have somebody there to pat you on your back. But guess what? You got a mirror. Boy, you go. In the words of, you go, girl. Do it. Do it. You go, girl. You look at yourself. You say, I'm a man of God. I may have stumbled, but I'm a man of God. I may have made a mistake, but I'm still a man of I can write a book on mistakes. Ask my wife. Ask my wife. My wife will tell you. Amen? Amen. The seed cannot remain itself after coming alive. I'm going to end with this. The seed that must die, unless the kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. It bears much fruit. You're dying to live. You're dying to live. The truth is that the process of sprouting, the sprouting of a seed, the seed must sacrifice itself or die in order to what? Become a plant. Please get what I'm saying. Please get what I'm saying. There are oak trees here. There are oak trees here. There are giants, spiritual giants here. There are powerful men and women of God here. You just don't know it yet. If you would have asked me something, I don't know how many years, how many years is it now? I don't know. I got saved in 1995. Look at how old I am. If you would have asked me back then, I would have said, you out of your mind. I remember being in a, in a youth service in Brooklyn, New York. Right? I just went to go. I went to get out of Philly. Right? I'm going to go see the girls in New York. <laughs> so I left. I went up there. I sat way in the back. Way in the back. I still had both of my pages, just in case I was. <laughs> Look at how everybody's like, "Wow, wow!" This had the beepers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I sat way in the back, and there was an evangelist. His name was Jimmy Pinto. And I'm in the back, and this this preacher's preaching. And then all of a sudden, he stops and says, hey, you. And I said, <laughs> he said, yeah, you. Yes, you. Come here. I went like this. 
So he came to me. He came to me. It is, right? Just like Jesus says, hey, come here. And we don't go, but he comes to us. Right? He came up to me. He says, God is going to use you to preach and sing the gospel. I looked at him. I said, this dude is out of his mind. I said, if he only knew what the heck I was doing back in Philly. But that's what, that's what he said. If the man was alive now to see the words that came out of his mouth fulfilled. The seed can never go back to being itself once it's alive. Right? The seed has to sacrifice itself for the embryo so that it can become what it was designed to become. So you have to sacrifice your ambitions, your wants, your desires, right? You have to sacrifice hanging with the people that you're used to hanging. Hanging with the people that you're used to hanging with. You have to cut associations. Get rid of the boyfriend that keeps, get rid of the girlfriend. Get stuff out of the way because it's killing the embryo. Sacrifice what needs to be sacrificed so that that what God has inside of you can come to life. The old dies to make way for something new and better. We must let this happen and flow with the change. Flow with the change of the church. Flow with the change and development of the leadership. Flow and change. Flow. Don't fight it. Because all you're doing is holding back the seed. All you're doing is holding back the seed from growing into what God wants it to grow. If you're praying for new stuff, if you're praying for new stuff, if you want to see greater things, a latter glory, you got to start surrendering. I'll let the pastor preach. We must let this happen and flow with the changes instead of fighting them and fearing them. There's greatness. There's a seed inside of you that God wants you to let germinate, that God wants to develop. And it's going to, it's, it's, the process is hard. The process is hard because the process is a process that you cannot see sometimes. The process may require fire, but it's okay because rain is coming. Would you stand to your feet? The first thing I want to do is those that do not know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, and you want to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, or you've had a relationship with God, and you want to restore that relationship with God again, I want to invite you to the altar. Amen? So that the pastors can pray for you and lead you in that sinner's prayer. Amen? If you don't know Jesus and want to accept Jesus, come up here. If you want to restore the relationship you had before, 
come up here. And then the other, the other call is to those that you know. You know that God is working. You know that God is doing something. You know that God is calling you. But you're holding back. Amen? And there's others that there's, there's things on you. There's things on you that have to be broken so that you can surrender. I want you to come to the altar so that we can pray as we sing the song. Amen? Hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.